0: Hello and welcome. We are back. It is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from the BallerLifestyle.com. I am, as always, your host, Brian Beckner working alone today. Just me. I know it sounds boring, but just wait. Wait an hour and see how good you feel after just listening to me talk for an entire hour close to it, hopefully less than an hour. Uh, We will be hearing from Ed Daly, checking in from London, see what's going on with him. Briefly, he will also, he's got some stories for me to reflect on. So we'll sort of do it the way we normally do it when he's here, but it's just going to be a lot more of me, which is never a bad thing. Um, As always, I want you guys to reach out. There was some life coaching to get to today, but there's no fancy sauce to review that with. So we'll have to save it till next week. Uh, but the way, the way to get a hold of us, as always, is the best way, is via email, mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. Send us a note there, and we will read it here. I mean, probably. You can also leave us a voicemail, 949-464-TBLS is the number to do that. As well, you should like our Facebook page, theballerlifestyle.com. Podcast on Facebook. There's a big story this week. I think it was in the Wall Street Journal. Washington Post, maybe. About cargo shorts. Some of you guys out there are still wearing cargo shorts. And I get it. You know, you're a little older. You probably never really had that much style to begin with. It's probably just not a big deal to you. You probably wear khaki cargo shorts most days. You probably wear those white New Balance with white socks, white tube socks. I'm cool with that. But I posted a thing about cargo shorts and a lot of people got very, I wouldn't say very angry, but there was a big reaction to the story I shared on our Facebook page this week about people's opinions of cargo shorts. And of course, you guys know me. Like, I'm a stylish guy. You guys have seen my Instagram. You guys have, Seen how I roll. You guys have heard, know about my fanny pack, my medallion, my rings. Like, I have a certain look. Obviously, cargo shorts do not play into what I'm trying to do here with my appearance, but it's okay for you. I just wanted to stir a little discussion. And there was a big discussion today on our Facebook page, the Baller Lifestyle Podcast on Facebook, about cargo shorts. So go there, sign up, like the page, so you can be involved in those conversations too. Because that's not happening here, that's happening there. So you got to be both places. Pay attention. Also, I would ask that you subscribe to the show on iTunes, rate and review the show there. It does help to grow the show. It doesn't seem like we need it. I mean, we don't. We're taking over the world as it is. But it doesn't hurt either. So go there rate and review the show i've been meaning to go there and read some of those and possibly read some on the air maybe i'll do that once i once we get going here normally again um and then of course the patreon page that is where a number of you many of you have chosen to give us money to to subscribe to the show there to patronize the show if you will patreon.com slash the baller lifestyle that is how you help us throw us a couple bucks every month comes out of your pay out of your checking account or wherever your credit card you're never going to notice it and it goes a long way to help us do what we do here help us helps us buy cargo shorts um that said We'll check in with Ed momentarily, but there's a couple things in the news this week that just, just hit me that I want to talk about. First of all, some maniac jumped out of a, an airplane. First of all, no one should jump out of an airplane, ever, with or without a parachute. But this son of a bitch jumped out of, an, I don't know his name, this is because you, you know me, I don't like to be too well versed on things. This, I think his name was Luke something, I think it was here in California. This guy decided uh, by some something occurred to him at some point where he said, I love jumping out of planes so much. It's so much fun. The only way I could make it more fun is if I if there was a better potential for me to die. So he decided to figure out a way to jump out of a plane without a fucking parachute and land in a goddamn net. And I watched this, and this guy is a fucking maniac, but I mean, I'll, I'll give him props. I mean, it's an amazing thing that he did. It's, I mean, it's a stupid thing, but he set a goal. He figured out how to do it. I, I think he practiced it a couple hundred times. Figured out the net, just the R&D of the whole thing just had to be really, really involved because it's a 10,000 square foot net and you got to figure out the net and how to land in the net there was there was some lights and there was equipment involved that sort of kept him on course sort of like the dude that jumped out of the jump from the stratosphere but at least that guy had a fucking parachute what i'm saying is a lot of things could go wrong this guy was able to pull it off and i noticed that he didn't even land like right in the middle of the net he kind of landed to the side of it and it didn't seem like it was a big deal because they really worked out this net system pretty well. I don't know how they did it, but they had this thing figured out. And it almost looked like it wasn't that scary. But this guy jumped out of a fucking plane with no parachute. Understand, people jump out of planes with parachutes all the time and die. This guy jumped out of a plane with no parachute and lived. Crazy. But it got me thinking about another thing. And I don't want to make light of anything because there was a horrible, horrible tragedy this week in Texas where 16 people were killed in a hot air balloon accident. And I first and foremost want to share my grief for those people. I, Other than being consumed by an animal... I really, really are handcuffed to an anchor thrown off the side of a boat. I honestly don't think I can think of a worse way to die. That said, what the fuck are we still doing with hot air balloons? Why is anybody ever getting in a hot air balloon. You think about it. You get get on an airplane. That pilot of that airplane, first of all, there's two of them. There's two guys or women up in the cockpit or flight deck that know how to fly that plane. On top of that, that motherfucker has been checked, Recheck, there's multiple engines. It can fly with just one, but there's two. Sometimes there's four. They got it figured out. Something happens to one of the engines, they got another one. Plus, there's airports all over the place. They can land if they need to. Hell, Sully, he put him one down in the Hudson before. And if you ever go online and you look at some of these videos on YouTube, these these aircraft are just feats of engineering. If you ever are at an airport and you see a a large like a 747, you ever see a 747 take off or land, it is just uh, it's awe inspiring, it's breathtaking to just to think that something that big can be so graceful. It is it's truly a feat of engineering and flight as as what we've done as men as man. I mean, I haven't done shit, but whoever did it Wright brothers and the rest of them they figured out this whole this whole this put man in flight is un- unbelievable but the point is is that this fucking plane takes off you're on it you're in your seat this plane takes off and it's it's got a computer that you know, that flies it it 's got all manner of systems that are monitoring it. People are monitoring that jet from the ground. There's two very capable people assuming they're not too boozed up. I saw that movie with Denzel Washington. He did a fucking barrel roll with that thing and he was wasted from the night before. But you assume your pilot, a pilot's probably hated that movie. But you assume your pilot and the co pilot are good to go. They get up there, and this th- your, this plane is fine. It is, it's going to get you there. It's going to put you on the ground safely, like 100% of the time. But once in a while, there's bad weather. Shit happens, mechanical issue, um, bad pilot error. I mean, they've engineered pilot error almost out of the equation. But sometimes the pilots they try to fly the 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 warning systems. I don't even know how to say it. I'm talking about that the Air France plane that went down on the way to Brazil or leap from leaving Brazil in the Atlantic Ocean. You should read about that. Point is, airplanes still crash occasionally, rarely. But there, it's a it, you got to get places. They haven't done, my man. Oh, Bo- Brogan Bambrogan. I'd like to get him on the show. Does anybody know him? Brogan Bam Brogan? He's in charge of the Hyperloop. They haven't built that Hyperloop yet. When they do, you'll be able to take that places. But right now, you got to fly in a jet. You, you have to. That's the only way to get places. And it's pretty safe. Now, conversely, a hot air balloon. Who's flying that thing? Some guy, some guy with a weird hobby. Some guy that just doesn't really—he's just chosen, you know. He's probably some kind of hippie. He's got—he's there's something a little bit off about this guy that he's chosen this hobby to to fly balloons. It's not the 1800s. This is just crazy. And what's it powered by? Fire. How does that thing get you in the air? Oh, you you light a huge fire. And the heat fills up a nylon balloon. And some asshole's going to hit me up and be like, they're not fucking nylon. They're made out of something. Whatever. Uh, obviously, we've made it clear that I don't, I don't know a lot of facts. The point is, is that those fucking things crash. It's, it's a basket floating a few hundred feet off the ground, driven by who knows who, powered by Fire. And what's the what's the end game? Like yeah, you got to go in a balloon. It's not like this balloon it's not like you need to get in a balloon to go to New York for a business meeting. You just you're doing it for I'm doing air quotes here. Fun. Oh, it's a fun thing. The, what's the best case scenario? Oh, you go up in a hot air balloon, which to me sounds fucking terrifying. I don't want to go in any hot air balloons. This is, the, this is the worst idea ever. Like, I don't, even in the, even that the thing goes up and it lands perfectly and everything goes fine, I don't, there's, I don't feel like there's a lot of enjoyment in it for me. This is not something I would enjoy doing, even on the best day. Couple that with the fact that there's a fucking good chance the hippie driving it catches it on fire and fucking burns it up, burns it and you up in the air or hits some fucking power lines or gets blown off course or weather or lightning or any of that bullshit. There's no fucking reason that anyone should get on a hot air balloon now or ever. Fuck hot air balloons. Fuck the idea of them. They should be illegal. We need to make those illegal right away. Okay, let's check in with Ed Daly.
1: Ed? Hey, Brian. Uh, with the Olympics starting this week, I thought I should point out that there is a glaring need for one sport, and it won't be in this Olympics, but uh, we, need to, we need to start something so it is going forward. And this is a sport that used to be in the Olympics like 100 years ago, but for some reason that I, I cannot figure out, I've read about it, uh, they just stopped doing it. I'm talking about tug of war without question this would be the biggest event of the olympic games they have that on the last night and that is going to crush all ratings of everything everybody every country would be into this maybe not china but overall countries with you know a good group of uh people you're going to be able to field enough strong guys to make a tug-of-war team and uh I just think it would be amazing, and instead, they're adding sports, but they add, like, golf this year. I know I'm in the minority for not giving a shit about golf, but even if I did love golf, watching golf, I don't think I'd care about Olympic golf. These are guys who play against each other, like, 40, 45 times a year on TV. It's always televised. It's always an international tournament, and it's for big money. The only difference is this year they're not playing for money. They're playing for an Olympic medal. And that's why some of these guys are, are calling Zika for the reason they're not going. But, like, it just doesn't matter to them. But tug-of-war, you would get people who are way into it. And uh, I'm not a big petition activism guy, but, like, I'm sure somebody listening is into that stuff. So uh, I would appreciate it on behalf of the show if uh, we could get somebody to get the ball rolling and get this into the Olympics by 2020. Who would oppose this? Nobody.
0: Once again, Ed Daly. I could not agree more. Tug of war needs to be in the Olympics now. Basically, the Olympics, barring a few, I'd have to look at the list because they've probably added a few I like, but most things in the Olympics are things I do not give a shit about. I've made clear on this show that in Olympic basketball, I openly root against the Americans every time, even though I know they're going to dominate and destroy. But they've had their struggles. I root for them to have struggles because I don't give a fuck. It's not interesting to me to see professional basketball players out there whamping up on the rest of the world. I don't give a fuck. I don't. If there was no basketball in the Olympics, I'd be fine with it. It was cool in the '60s when it was like, you know, under twenty-three or whatever, the best college players. Like if they could, if they did that again. I'd be cool with that, like true amateurism. But let's go back to the, you know, early Olympic Games and let's look at the sports. Wrestling. They used to do that shit naked. I I like wrestling in the Olympics. It's the only time I'm, you know, once every four years, I watch the watch them go at it because it's all, it's like Russia's good. There's weird countries, Iran, like Bulgaria. They're They're mostly weightlifting. But I'm into like just stripping it down. I don't like the Olympics. I've made that clear. I like hockey in the Winter Olympics because the U.S. doesn't dominate that, but we contend. I'm kind of into that. But team sports, like they kicked baseball out of the Olympics. I'm I'm cool with that. Now, oh, Ed mentioned Olympic golf. Olympic golf is fucking stupid. Really dumb. Get it out of there. Tennis is stupid. This whole idea of modernizing the Olympics—stupid. They just added surfing and skateboarding. I think as demonstration sports. I'm, I'm a fan of those sports. I don't want to see them in the Olympic Games. Those are subculture sports. Don't, don't try to co-opt our thing, Olympics. You got your own shit. What I'm saying is, go back to the original Olympics: naked wrestling, naked marathons, barefoot. Shit like that. You could keep swimming. I guess you could wear a suit for that. I don't know. Some technology's allowed. But let's get it back to its essence. Boxing. Bare knuckles. Ovs. Wrestling. Greco-Roman. And freestyle. Swimming, I guess. Gymnastics. But they got to go back to the old school gymnastics. They used to have my little peek behind the curtain. You know, I don't like to share too many Uh, Too many behind-the-scenes facts. My grandfather was an Olympian. He was a gymnast. And this is back in the day. This is back, I think this was the first time the Americans ever had a full gymnastics team. But back then, one of the events was like throwing those uh, like bowling pins around. Not juggling them. I don't know. You did some, I, I don't even know. I might have to look it up. But there was... That was something you did. Like, get back to that. I don't need modern shit is the point. Cycling, maybe. But only the velodrome thing, not the, when they're out there on the road, the Lance Armstrong thing. Keep it out. Reach out to me. I'll take your thoughts on the Olympics. Also, this Olympics that they're about to have is going to be a mess. It's not going to be as big a mess as, and don't be like, oh no, kayaking, because I do it. Like, I don't give a fuck. What Olympic sports are you into? I'm in. Here's the list for me boxing, wrestling, ice hockey. I mean, track and field. Track and field, it's like I'll watch, but I'm not going to pay really close attention to it. 100 meters is pretty cool because those guys are supernatural. They, it's ridiculous. And the hurdles, that's kind of a trip. How about the steeplechase? That's pretty badass. I think that's like a war. I think a lot of these things, you know, Olympics is like, get, get, let's get, get in shape for war, doing war. And the steeplechase is badass because you got to, like, climb over walls. It's kind of like a Tough mutter or Spartan race, but on the track. So steeplechase I'm into. Javelin, hammer throw, I'm just naming them. The, want the, disc, the discus? All of those. But, yes, tug of war, I'd be in. And just like Ed said, have it the last event. The last fucking event, clear everything out and just do it round robin right there in the middle of the field. And then as soon as it ends, you have the closing ceremonies into it. Tug of war. Good call, Ed. Okay. We have an email. We have a couple. Let's check in with the email. First email, Brian slash Ed. I was playing golf in the Bahamas last week. Any guesses on who sent this one? Yeah. Sounds, I haven't read to the end, but I'm going to take a, just a wild guess that this is from Reed in Houston. I was playing golf in the Bahamas last week. Reed likes to do two things. He likes to talk about golf and he likes to humble brag golf, playing golf in the Bahamas. That's both of those things. Last week, when I realized I hadn't called or corresponded with the podcast in quite some time. Well, that's pretty fucked up, Reed. Glad you finally made it back. With NFL season approaching, I had a couple thoughts. And this is is also Reed's MO. He's multiple thoughts. Also, this is a visual one. One, this is his first thought. Look at this photo. Have you guys seen this one? I'll put it up on the Baller Lifestyle Facebook page. It's like, remember those in the 80s? There was all sorts of cool athlete posters like Daryl Dawkins, Chocolate Thunder. Remember James Worthy? James Worthy wore New Balance and he had a pretty sick poster. Sometimes they'd be posed, but sometimes they'd be in action. Anyway, this is like one of those and he looks like a real douche. It's Russell Wilson. That's who he's talking about. Look at this photo. Is there a gayer straight man on the planet than Russell Wilson? I feel like that's open to debate. This animal's post-wedding videos of him and his babe talking about breaking abstinence and finally fucking each other was absolutely cringeworthy. Thankfully, I missed that. I I don't consume Russell Wilson information. Although, that chick of his is pretty attractive. Got kind of a square face, but that bod is on point. Get it? I think he's the worst person on the planet. I mean, he's not like that Coney guy or one of those African warlords that just rounds up virgins from their village and rapes and murders them. Like I feel like the, that, whoever that guy is, there's more than one of them. I feel like that guy's worse than, than this Russell Wilson guy. And a lot of those ISIS dudes, they're just like beheading people at will. Worse than Russell Wilson. But I get your point. Russell Wilson sucks. I can't stand him. Number two. My favorite one-liner at the end of every summer is the perpetual radio statement of the pending quarterback battle in Cleveland. It's kind of like Hillary versus Trump. Which shitbag is going to win? So naturally, I'm super excited to see who wins in the Robert Griffin, second worst person on the planet, it was, Reed really hates quarterbacks, versus Josh McCown QB battle. I mean, no one's excited about that. Like the residents of Cleveland could give a shit about that. Robert, Gri- Josh McCown. Josh McCown's one of those guys that he's like goes to a bunch of different teams, and he's always like he's kind of good. He's not that bad. Robert Griffin, he's not good. He was good a, like a little bit. So I, I, but they spent some money on him. Still, it's Cleveland. Who cares? Three. This guy's got three takes. Three. J.J. Watt is having back surgery. Who gives a fuck? I do. Go Texans. Okay. I think we could have done without that. Best, Reed in Houston. Okay. I think Ed Daly has reflections on this. Let's go, to our, let's go back to our London correspondent, the Baller Lifestyle Zone, Ed Daly. Ed, your thoughts on Reed in Houston's long-winded, humble-bragging golf email.
1: Okay, Reed in Houston, uh, your Russell Wilson comment, um, I think hopefully Brian posted as a uh, show companion, the picture of Russell Wilson is sad. And uh, I think really all you need to know about Russell Wilson is uh, you just follow the guideline that if you want to know someone is terrible, the question you ask is, do they talk to you about their sex life with a significant other? The answer is yes, then they are terrible. End of discussion. Russell Wilson is the dude that brags about banging his wife. And he bragged about not banging his fiance, and now he's bragging about banging his wife. He's a terrible dude. As for RG3, uh, I'd prefer you not bring him up in that same tone. He is uh, a catchphrase-loving God squatter. His dad never shut up to the press. But he had the greatest rookie season of any quarterback in history, and I will not debate this so there will always be a soft spot in my heart for well, what was it 2012 of RG3 2013 something but anyway uh, as a Browns quarterback he'll suck they all they always do uh, as for JJ Watt i mean he's a big guy he he does lots of athletic moves and uh, you know I'm guessing the reason why his back is hurting is you know, if you wake up on your stomach and your back is in a lot of pain just because, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of stress when you're on your stomach. Well, imagine if you're doing that and you're biting down and some big old bear is jackhammering you into the floor. Well, that probably happens for JJ like a whole lot. I mean, he's really getting rammed, you know, with his face into the ground. I'm talking about football, but yeah, I mean, JJ's an aggressive guy. He's a big guy. He just does big, aggressive guy stuff.
0: Thanks, Ed. I couldn't agree more although I mean I don't know. Can't remember what she said. Uh second email. Brian, I am as distraught as anyone at the discontinuation of our favorite radio program, Travis Rogers Now. Can you please please all caps use the podcast to keep the audience informed of our buddy's next move. Some of us aren't as social media savvy as we should be in this day and age. Thanks for everything, Adam near Sugarland. I think that's not to be confused with Adam in Sugarland, because we have both here. We're huge in Sugarland, which is suburban Houston. Uh, Yes, Adam near Sugarland. I will absolutely keep you abreast of anything I know about Travis Rogers. He still has a local show here in LA, but his national show with its flagship station being in KGOW and 1560 in Houston is no more. It was a good run. It's how I got to know most of you. Um, I was fantastic on that show. It didn't fail because of me. I can tell you that because I I did. I don't know how many, I was on that show for like five and a half years, once a week. I missed some weeks when I was out of town or whatever, but sometimes I would just do it on a different day if I was going to be out of town. The point is I did it almost every week for five and a half years. And I'll tell you what, out of all that time, what's five and a half, let's, hold on, five and a half, let's say I did it conservatively, let's say I did it 48 weeks a year, I'm going to just get out my phone here, I have an iPhone, because you're supposed to have one of those, okay, say I did it 48 weeks a year, let's go, let's do fewer than that, let's be conservative, 46 weeks a year, because he took some time off too, times 5.5 5.5 years, that's 253 segments, give or take, that I did. I would say of that, 240 of them were fucking hilarious. I would say of that, 50 of them should get me a writing job on The Tonight Show. I, scratch that. The tonight, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of The Tonight Show. It was the first kind of like show that came to mind. Bottom line is, I was pretty fucking funny on that show, doing topical stuff, so it wasn't my fault. But, yes, I was bummed that Travis show, Travis's show went away, especially when my paycheck portion of it went away. That was the most biggest bummer of the whole thing. Uh, but I will keep you abreast of his actions. He is, there's potential that he's going to be on this show very soon, like maybe next week. I'm about to go to Indonesia for almost the whole month of August to get married. So there's potential that there's only one or two more shows before I do that. Then there's going to be a bit of a hiatus and then I'll be back. And it's, there's been some discussion of Travis and I sitting down and doing one of those shows together. So look for that to happen. Maybe very soon. Okay, let's get back Let's check in with Ed Daly and find out what is going on in the world of sports. Ed.
1: For sports, more bad news out of Rio. The host city for this year's Olympic Games um, had another bad story. Chinese hurdler Shi Dongpeng had a rough entrance to Brazil. his Brazil hotel this week. A seemingly drunken man walked over to Dongpeng and vomited on him. When a cameraman chased the drunken man out of the hotel, Dongpeng went to the men's room to clean himself up. When Dongpeng and his cameraman returned, all their luggage and camera equipment were stolen. When the Chinese men went to the police station to report it, the line to report muggings and thefts was over two hours long. Brian, we all know that people who expel bodily fluids on strangers deserve the death penalty. But the bigger question is this. Is she Dongpeng the perfect name?
0: Uh, this, this Rio Olympics, this is the best. And, you know, they, I saw that it's weird how these oppressed countries, how much national pride they put into these Olympic things. So, I, I haven't checked, but I, I think Russia got like kicked out of the Olympics for the doping. Turns out, what we've known since like the 60s that they were doing systematic doping of their athletes and the WADA or the whoever's into the is it WADA? World Anti-Doping Agency? I don't know. Whoever's in charge was like, somebody blew the whistle on Russia and they're like, look we can't look the other way when there's whistleblowers like this. You've done systematic doping you're out. And it's Which is weird because like United States, I don't know if you guys know this, but American athletes dope too. But they don't, it's not systematic because we're free here. The government doesn't run the Olympic situation. These guys have their own sponsors and their own coaches and their own training regimes. So they do, they do unsystematic doping. So no one could really, it's, which is kind of better because no one could blow the whistle because no one knows where all the bodies are buried because it's a, everyone's doing their own thing. But if you don't think American athletes are doing, trying to get an edge through chemical means, you're real dumb because of course they are. And guess what? So would you. So would anyone in their position. So just let them. Let's not make a big deal of it because everybody in the same position would do the same thing. And when everybody's doing it, then the playing field is level. Just get the best doctors. China, they take it a step further. China, they go around to preschools. Preschool might not be a thing in China. Kindergarten, I don't know what they have in China. But they go around there, and they'll, have, they'll send somebody from their Olympic organization, a coach or scout, I guess, into the classroom and they'll just stick out their finger and have all the little kids squeeze their finger and then they'll determine if one of these kids has an exceptionally strong grip, they'll just take the kid right there and send it off, take it away from its family and send it off to live at the gymnastics training facility and just train to become a gymnast. And they don't do, just do it in gymnastics. They do it in every sport. And, and so they don't go to school. They don't do shit. They just go and just do their sport. But, and it, it's all because Red China wants to be good at sports. It's crazy. In the Olympics, specifically. It's, it's unbelievable. Like, the Olympics is something that's on TV. It's something that's just there for a while. Like... Oh, yeah, the Olympics, a couple weeks every four years. But to some places, it's just everything. Like to China. And this Xidong Pang, yes, Ed, fantastic name. This guy's no different. I will say this. Great name, Xidong Pang. This, this kind of wild shit is going to happen in Rio. Rio is a wild, wild place. There's, there's shit in the river. There's shit in the water. There's sewage. The hotels are fucked. There's crime. she Watch out. Watch out, guys. You're out, if you're over there, look out. You might think one thing, but it's actually another thing. all I'm saying. So, yeah, this Olympics is going to be a huge mess because the Olympics are very corrupt. And the Olympic Committee who gets to say who has the Olympics, they openly ask for bribes. And that's why these shitty places like Rio and Athens get to have Olympics because they're, they're the best at bribing. They should only have Olympics in civilized places. This Rio thing's going to be a mess. Ed, what else is going on in the world of sports?
1: Next in sports, Golden State Warrior and USA Olympic basketball player Draymond Green made the age-old technology blunder. He sent out a a picture of his throbbing, multicolored dong to the world on Snapchat. After thumbing through the dumb celebrity playbook, Green first claimed his account was hacked. After exactly zero people believed him, he owned up to it and made the following statement. I'm fine, I'm fine. I truly believe we all go through points in our life that help us propel us to the next level. I'm at a stage right now where all this stuff will help propel me to the next level as a basketball player. But more importantly, as a man, I don't live my life with regrets. Brian, three questions. One, have you ever seen a dick with so many colors on it? Two, how does exposing your meat whistle to the world help you become a better basketball player? And three, since when do NBA players have to jump through demeaning hoops to get laid? And the guy just has to say he's an NBA player, right? Why the dick pic?
0: Okay. Draymond Green. This guy is a good fucking player. I'm not super into sports, basketball, whatever. But I watch a little bit. I'm a Laker fan. Everybody knows I'm the biggest Laker fan. I'm my by, by big, biggest Laker fan. I mean, I haven't watched a whole game in four or five years. But other than that, huge Laker fan over here. Uh, I like this Draymond Green. He's a stud. He's a really good player. And yeah, He accidentally showed his dick on the internet the other day. Who hasn't? I'll tell you what. A, if I had a dong like that, I'd show it to people on the regs. And two, close-ups are always a bad idea, especially if your dick is either A, multicolored, or two, grossly pink. I I only looked at it real quick. I'm going to look at it again right now. Dream on... You spell that Draymond. Oh, it's just look, Draymond Green Pick. Let's see here. Now that's not what I'm looking. Yeah, Snapchat dick pick. Yeah, let's see here. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys a real time because like I said, I only looked at it real quickly and I didn't really like get a you know, I'm not like a I don't like really study dick pics. I'm not if you walk up next to me at the uh urinal, I'm not looking at your dick. Mostly because I don't want to feel bad. Oh, there it is. I don't want to feel bad about my dick. Ah, uh, uh, a couple things going on here. One, it's too close up. It's too he's he's taken it up too close, so you can see all the flaws. Like if you look at anything really, really closely, it doesn't look that good. It looks like a mess. His his penis is kind of like that. It's got a lot of different. It looks a little splotchy. It's kind of one color at the tip, then kind of goes lighter in the middle and then darker at the base. Either way, it's, he's done a couple things, dick pic problems wrong. First of all, you want to get a good distance away when taking a dick pic. Secondly, under no circumstances. When you're taking a picture with your phone, turn the fucking flash off. It, that, it never makes a better picture when you use the flash. It washes everything out and makes it look like shit. Your dick looks like shit, Draymond. That said, he looks like he's got a pretty decent hog there. Um, You know, I mean, it's, it's a mistake, but worse things have happened. Just don't... Bad idea to take a close-up. And especially if your dick is either a multicolored like Draymond or two grossly pink, you've got one of those really pink dicks. I mean, that's your cross to bear, but I don't want to see it. And no chick does. I guarantee you that a chick will uh, chicks don't get turned on by dick pics. By the way, they're not like guys, gay guys love dick pics, chicks, not so much. So what you do is you just, like, give the illusion. Like, you talk about sex with chicks. You sext, But pictures, keep them to a minimum. Especially, you got one of those weird pink ones. Okay, Ed, what's going on with former Laker? I think he was also a clipper. Also, one of those is racially... Mixed, I would say. He's he's racially ambiguous. Went to Pepperdine. Of course, I'm talking about Doug Christie. Ed, what is going on with Doug Christie?
1: Former Sacramento King Doug Christie's oppressive wife was back in the news this week when she discussed their relationship on some show called VH1 Basketball Wives. Over the years, Jackie Christie has said that during his playing career, she would give him hand signals to tell him which plays to run from the crowd, She also mentioned that the two get remarried every year to make sure he stays faithful. But in a recent interview promoting her show, she revealed a new technique she uses to make sure he stays faithful. She weighs his balls. Jackie Christie explained that she checks his balls after he's been away to make sure they haven't expelled semen. It takes 24 hours for them to fill up again, she said. The interview went on for another 8 minutes and 45 seconds, but I got lightheaded, so I stopped. Brian, there are lots of angles we can take with this, but maybe the most important question is, why is there a show called Basketball Wives?
0: Sorry, Doug Christie. You are the biggest fucking pussy ever. Like, ever. Not only does your wife, like, if your wife's saying she weighs your balls, there's two ways to look at this. Like, maybe she's just just made up the fact that she weighs his balls just to, like, be controversial and weird. But I doubt it. she seems like the type. I remember she like tried to hit somebody with her purse when he was on the I think he was on the kings. was he on the or was he on the late? I don't remember but and as, yeah, huge pussy. they get remarried every year. You know this guy is dying to fucking cheat. He probably cheats all the time. i't'm I'm not I'm, I don't think the science is in on ball weighing. I feel like you could really doctor the science. I used to have this roommate. He's a show listener. And we were young. He knows who he is. And we were young. And this guy, you know, he didn't feel, I don't remember the details exactly. But he would not often not have a regular bowel movement. We didn't have the best diet back then when we were like 19, 18. And so oftentimes, he would go a couple days without a shit. And what he would do is he would weigh himself pre-shit and post-shit to try to get an idea of just how massive his evacuations were, which I find disgusting. But I think a lot of times he'd hit a pound, maybe pound and a half, maybe even two pounds sometimes. I don't really remember the details. But I, I doubted the efficacy of the science involved there in the in the pre and post bowel movement weigh-ins and i really doubt the science of ball weighings i just don't i don't feel like it could be done you would need a proper apparatus i don't know and i don't know about this basketball wives i've never seen it i have seen wags and it is terrible it is a bad show wags um so I assume this Basketball Wives is just as bad because I think Wags is sort of like a rip-off of Basketball Wives on a different network. Either way, I don't know about it. Doug Christie, huge pussy. Doug Christie's wife is the worst. <music> Guys, I want to talk about Herman Marshall... Whiskey, That is right. Herman Marshall whiskey. Our friends in Texas are back in the mix here on the Baller Lifestyle podcast. And it happens. I, actually, my boy Mike from Herman Marshall hooked me up with a bottle of the rye that I'm, I'll probably save to the weekend because I don't really drink during the week. But I, was, I, I think we talked about it last week. I was out of Herman Marshall and he heard my beck and call. And he sent me a bottle of the Herman Marshall rye, which is probably my favorite of the Herman Marshalls. So I have some finally. And you guys, but you guys in Texas, you guys can just go out and get it. People are always tweeting to me. They're emailing me. They're like, hey, I'm at a bar drinking Herman Marshall here. I got a Herman Marshall bottle. My sister brought me one from Texas. Like, A lot of people finding out about Herman Marshall whiskey from this show. Because the Baller Lifestyle Podcast and its listeners love Herman Marshall whiskey. Everybody remembers when Texas's own Tito's vodka was just a niche, niche American vodka. Now, anywhere you go, you order vodka. It is the first one they offer you. Hi, I'd like a Bloody Mary. Would you like that spicy? Yes. What kind of vodka would you like? followed by we have Tito's. It's everybody's favorite whiskey. And it's from Texas. Now we have Herman Marshall whiskey, which is poised to become the Tito's of whiskey. You see, in Texas, where it's 100 degrees, those days, those hot days in Texas, increase the barrel pressure to push the whiskey into and out of the charred, wood barrels they use to age Herman Marshall whiskey. That makes your glass of Texas bourbon smoother and more flavorful. You guys can see for yourself. Go grab a bottle of their Texas bourbon, rye, single malt, or temptress if if they have any right now. Next time you're at a local bar, restaurant, or spirits retailer, Herman Marshall, smooth Texas whiskey. Okay, let's check back in with Ed Daly to see what else is happening out there in the world.
1: In non-sports, Ronnie Music Jr. of Georgia won $3 million in the state lottery last year. Unlike most lottery winners, Ronnie Music didn't just blow it on a house or car. Instead, he tried to grow the money. But being the the think-outside-the-box type guy that Ronnie is, he decided to skip the money manager and invest it in crystal meth. He was quickly nabbed by the ATF. Last week, he pled guilty to federal drug trafficking and weapons charges. Brian, at what point should Ronnie Music have stopped trying to game the system? One, the moment he won the lottery, or two, the day his parents named him Ronnie Music Junior. Junior.
0: Ed, I'm not mad at this guy, Ronnie Music Junior. First of all, he's got a great fucking name. It sounds like there's. A, it sounds like um, that show Vinyl, which is unfortunately canceled. It was a, not a good show, but I got kind of into it towards the end. But it sounds like a character. It sounds like a um, '50s, '60s doo-wop singer on the come in Detroit, trying to get people to play his demo. Who's it? Hey, who's this? It's Ronnie Music Junior. So, first of all, props to this guy for having a fantastic name. And yeah, this guy he made it happen in the lottery. I think he pulled in like three million. I'm not sure what the tax situation in Georgia is. Maybe it's like a. He owed a couple of goats or a few of his prize heifers. <laughs> Just kidding, guys. I'm not sure what the tax situation is in Georgia, but three million bucks by the time the government gets through with it, probably even in Georgia, it turns into like a million seven, which is a nice chunk of change, but not really, unless you can live frugally, depending on how old you are, you can't really retire on it. You could put it away and get a nice, safe return. But really, once you get a million million, you're going to want to flip that and turn it into more money. And what are people looking for more than anything these days? Low tax exposure. This guy, he already got killed once on his income. He doesn't want to get wrecked on the capital gains. And what's better for tax exposure and big returns... Than methamphetamine. That's, that's a no tax investment. That's a black market drug. Ronnie Music Jr. had a pretty good idea. Now, what I will fault him for is the execution. He got caught, he got arrested. Feel like that he could have probably done better, just been the money man in an operation like Breaking Bad. Walt made the drugs, but then he partnered up with that guy, Gus. That guy, Gus, was the money man. He set up the lab. He had it all going on until he tried to kill Walt. Then Walt had to blow him up via that other old dude's uncle. Teet, uncle. can't remember the uncle's name. He had to blow him up via that dude's wheelchair. Blew half his face off. Point is, in this scenario, Ronnie Music Jr. could have been the Gus character. He could have funded the thing but kept his hands off. That's what I would have done. Better luck next time, Ronnie. I'm sure you're going to get, that, get another lot of jackpot as soon as you get out of the Georgia State Penitentiary. What else is going on, Ed?
1: Uh, last week, Funai Electronics, an electronics manufacturer in Japan, announced they are stopping production on VCRs. Last year, it only sold 750,000 units, so it has become difficult for the company to turn a profit. Brian, I think the question begs to be asked. Is there any way for us to track down these seven hundred fifty thousand people that bought those VCRs and try to bet the last twenty World Series and Super Bowls against them?
0: Yeah, color me shocked. Uh, Obviously, I didn't realize. I I hadn't stopped to consider the VCR. I'll tell you when the last time I had a VCR. It was back when you could rent when you like internet porn wasn't a thing. Like it was dial up or maybe like the early stages of DSL. I'm talking about the nineties mid to late nineties where yeah, there was porn online, but it was like, if you wanted to get, see a clip of porn, I'm talking like a two minute clip. It took, it was a big download. It was a big, took a while. And then you didn't even know what you're, and then you would see it and you'd be like, Oh, I don't, this doesn't work for me. So there you had, you had to rent porn. And even back then, like the, porno shop I used to rent at what was it was just a regular just a regular video store like an Asian video store there is I just drove past a video store the other day and I was shocked they're still out there uh the point I had to do that thing where I walked in I had to pretend like I was looking at the new releases and also like why do you have to put the new releases right by the the beaded curtain to get into the porno section why don't you put like the documentaries the instructional movies over there by that, so there's not a lot of people standing around because you'd have to stand there and look at the new releases and then just kind of wait until there was no one by the new releases, and then you'd go (laughs) through that loud beaded curtain to go get what you were really looking for, the porno. And then you would get your pornos, and then at my video store, you would they had a little window from the porno section to the, like, to like the behind the counter. So you'd just throw your three in the window and then you'd come around the front and be like, Hey, those are mine over there. And he'd go, then he would go get the actual videotapes and bring them over to you or DVDs. And once that's what it was, it was D I was doing DVDs at this point. And once in a while, You'd, there'd be other dudes. Now that I'm older, I know I jump around a lot and some my brain works pretty quickly. Now that I'm older, I would probably just, I wouldn't care of like who saw me. I, you know, you reach a certain age and you just don't give a fuck. Like I would walk right in that porno section now. I wouldn't like play coy. But a lot of times you'd put the shit in the window and, but then some other dude would come up and he'd put a few in the window and the owner would be like, what would you have there? And you'd be like, oh, I had, um, uh, um, Anal intruders four, and you know um, naughty housewives thirteen or whatever. Also, they weren't that good at making. They're much better at making porno now these days. Um, the, the production quality, the all of it. Well, it wasn't that good back then. Uh, but what I would do is then I would get a, then I would get. I'd bring them home and I'd check them out, and that's this is the thing about porno. If you're like me, you have to like cycle through quite a bit to find anything that you kind of turns you on. Just not not trying to gross you guys out, but I would throw in a then I would throw in a porno, and once in a while, if I if I, there was a DVD that I got that I thought was pretty good, I would record it from my t what a fucking degenerate. I would record it from my DVD player onto my VCR. Then I would have a, a videotape of the porno that I got for free. I pirated it. I've just admitted to a crime. So I assume that that's the only reason that they're still selling VCRs because the people without the internet, there's places where there's no internet. They, they would use them for this. But I will say this. They sold 750,000 of them last year and they were the only game in town. Seems like a pretty good business to me. Like if you're selling three quarters of a million of something, you're doing pretty good in that business. I don't know why they shut down. I feel like they were making a profit on every single one of those VCRs. You know, even if it's, even if you're pulling three bucks in profit on 750 grand, tidy little profit. I don't know. I would have stayed in business. Ed, what else is going on?
1: And here's a feel-good story from a few weeks back, but really it's a story that makes a reappearance every four years. Gay prostitutes made a killing at the Republican National Convention. This year in Cleveland, gay hookers were claiming to have made more than six to eight times the usual amounts they make just by taking on the sexually repressed red state delegates. The clientele has included mostly married white men between the ages of 40 and 50. Brian, what's less surprising, that these conservative middle-aged white guys secretly craved ski polling or that Trump was recently seen trying to eat KFC with a knife and fork on Instagram?
0: If I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times, Republicans love cock. It's really not hard to figure out. Anyone that goes over the top to tell you how much they hate something, it's always because they're repressing their desire for that thing. And it's always some Larry Craig it's always some Republican that's and hey i'm not I've made it very clear that I don't prescribe to any political party, but I will say this: Republicans do more gay shit on the down low because they're repressing it because in their culture, what the thing they're in, their whole thing is repressing their desires. Because it's not part of their party platform. Their whole thing is we love Jesus. And the whole reason that Republicans co opt Jesus is so that they can get poor people to vote against their own best interest. So when they go, hey, you guys, we, we're, the, we're the party of Jesus, you gotta stay with us. That way, they'll come and they'll vote for tax breaks for corporations and they'll do all these things so that they can stay on the side of Jesus. And being on the side of Jesus means hating gay people. And that's just Republicans' deal. They're anti-gay. And so if you are gay and a Republican, you have to pretend that you're not gay. And when you're pretending that you're not gay, that means you got to do your gay shit on business trips. And what bigger business trip is there? and all of the suppressed gay republicans getting together at their convention to jerk off all over gay prostitutes. Not shocked at all. Unfortunately, guys, this week, fancy sauce is out of pocket. So rather than end the show right here, I hit up. TMZ, and I found a few pop culture stories so we can keep everything uniform and do a regular show. So here goes. Chris Jenner was injured in a car crash. Unfortunately, she did not die. She has a big baller Rolls Royce and the whole front end was fucked up and the airbag deployed and I, don't, I would just throw it away. I don't know. It's expensive car like that. You fuck up the whole front end not going to drive right. And it's probably going to be 50 grand to fix it. I mean, it's like a $300,000 car. So I, you're rich as fuck. Just move on. Don't crash. Get a driver. I don't know. You're insured. Don't worry about it. Okay. Also, Ozzy Osborne, his mistress is suing his daughter. I guess Ozzy got caught banging some hairdresser and the daughter it always drives me crazy. The daughter put her on blast on social media. And this daughter's a well-known person. She probably has a pretty big following. And she put this broad on blast, like her phone number, said a bunch of shit about her that probably wasn't true. It always drives me crazy. When somebody has an affair, say your wife has an affair, and you get really pissed off at the guy she fucked behind your back, the tennis pro or whatever, what the, what'd that guy do? He was just horny. It's the wife you should be mad at. Like this this hairdresser broad she just wanted to fuck Ozzy. I know as shocking as that sounds. She didn't do any like Ozzy's the one that's married. This chick's just cutting hair in Beverly Hills. And now this Kelly Osborne is going to have to pay her ass because she slandered her. She defamed her character and she did it on purpose. And when you do that, you got to pay the person. She's going to settle because this hairdresser has a case. And guess what? If this Kelly osborne has got to pay this hairdresser, that means Ozzy's got to pay this ha- hairdresser. And Ozzy, the whole reason Ozzy probably cheated in the first place was to escape headaches like this. Because you don't cheat just because you're horny. People go, oh, this, why did this guy cheat? You know, he's a fucking asshole or whatever. why did this woman cheat? You cheat because you're not fulfilled at home. You cheat because the grass seems greener on the other side. Because the things, the, the feelings you have, not just sexual, in every way, uh, cause you to go out and try to feel a different way with someone else. So Ozzy's just going to get back to cheating. Also, remember when Ozzy was the scariest motherfucker on the planet? Ozzy's one of these guys. I love Ozzy. Because I, I love his music. I don't, you know... I didn't really know anything about Ozzy before he had that dumb show in the back way back when, when you got to go into his house and saw that he was like a shaky old guy. I remember Ozzy as being the scariest motherfucker in the world and making some badass songs. He's one of these guys, and I would never wish this on him. He's one of these guys that would have benefited from an early death. Because now everyone's going to remember Ozzy as the guy that fucked his hairdresser and was all shaky on Vicodin and shit. When really, if he had died in 1995, he would be remembered as one of the most scary, badass rock and rollers that's ever lived. Anyway, I love Ozzy. Also, you guys into Suicide Squad? Suicide Squad comes out this weekend, guys. And everyone's saying it sucks, which should surprise no one. Will Smith is in it. Jared Leto, he's, he's a, he's a um, method actor. Ooh, he's a joker. He, get, he shit in people's dressing rooms to stay in characters. The Joker, I don't, I don't know what he did exactly. But This looks like a steaming pile of shit, but let's be honest. Every comic book movie is a steaming pile of shit. Uh, the only one that I've seen, I gotta go to all of them because my kid wants to see them. The Avengers movies are terrible. They're, it's the same fucking plot every time. Somebody's got a thing And they're going to use that thing to take over or destroy the world. It's the same plot in every one. Iron Man, same shit. Avengers. The one I saw that was kind of okay was that Guardians of the Galaxy because it kind of had heart. You know, it was, yeah, it was the same sort of plot as all of them. But there was a little more, there was a little more to the characters. They weren't so one dimensional. It was pretty good. Uh, the second one probably won't be as good, but that one was okay. Suicide Squad. I, I like the idea of Suicide Squad because it seems like it's going to be like a little darker, but apparently it isn't. Apparently it, it just sucks. And oh hey, sorry, nerds, but your comic book movies, they're terrible. They're not, they're, they, these stories are written for 12 year old boys. And guess what? Some of us aren't 12 year old boys anymore. We want a little, we want something happening. We want dialogue and, mystery and and layers and people to be not exactly i want to know what's going what makes this person tick and you don't get that you don't get that with mark ruffalo as the hulk you just don't sorry and also guys the bachelorette is over if you're not tuning i mean you probably know that because you listen to the bachelor lifestyle here from theballerlifestyle.com which i also host um Jojo was who she thought she was. She picked Aaron Rodgers' brother, which I don't know. Was, I will say this: like as basic as she is and annoying as she is, she's super fucking hot. I just can't. Like I want to hate Jojo, but then I look at her and I, I just can't. And I'm not even into. I'm not into breast enhancement at all. That's not my thing. Um, but and she's got. She's clearly gotten some. Had some work done. She's gotten some fun bags stapled on. That said, she still looks just fucking... She's really hot. Okay. Um, Calling back to an earlier story, I saw this on TMZ. Vivid Video, which used to be a thing back when I would go in the... Back in the beaded curtain porno room in the back. That was when Vivid Video was a thing. Well, apparently they're still sort of a thing, and they... They heard about this Draymond Green showing his cock and they they wanted to capitalize on, on it so they offered him 100 grand to do a porno. You, do they realize that Draymond Green probably spends 100 grand going to the Bahamas for a weekend in the offseason? This guy makes like 17 million bucks a year. 100 grand after taxes is like 60 grand, 55 grand. Is that doesn't move the needle for Draymond Green? You want him to do some porn, you got to get in some serious seven figures. This guy's a highly compensated basketball player in the prime of his career. Crazy. And finally, Kesha, who is a treasure, national treasure, Kesha. She has been beaten down by the music industry and has folded and dropped her lawsuit against Dr. Luke, medical credentials unknown. So she can get back to making jams with Pitbull and just generally being awesome in every way. So welcome back, Kesha. You are loved. You are fantastic. And that'll do it for Fancy Pop. And that'll do it for the Baller Lifestyle. Episode 130. Stoked you guys joined us. Did things a little different. You had to hear my voice a lot. I hope that was pleasurable for you. It was pleasurable for me. Until next week, for the remotely, for the the via tape at Daily and the non-existent fancy sauce, I'm Brian Beckner. This has been episode 130 of the Baller Lifestyle podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. We will see you next week.